0: Welcome everybody. This is the Man Up Podcast, podcast number one hundred and nine, and we are glad you're here. Where is here? Here is Sugarland Baptist Church in Sugarland, Texas. So if you grab a globe, you spin that bad boy around, and bang, you're in water off the coast of Australia. You might see you My might Lord. see the Judge Michael Cropper there if you actually did. But Last week. come around, come around the world, come on to the United States, come to Texas southeast corner of Texas is the city of Houston southwest side of Houston is Sugar Land and that's where we're at I just want to make sure that you understand this is the man up spiritual oasis for men we're not pastors we're just regular guys but each of us believe that by deepening our faith we are making our life better And by going through the scriptures and applying it to our life with a man spin on it. And we're so glad that you tune in. Hard to believe we're at 109 podcasts. Just want to let you know that coming up, of course, if you're not adding, you're subtracting. And man, are we doing that. The guys from Man Up have been asked to review a Christian book. And I can't say any more about that, but what we're going to do is we're gonna, probably going to do a few of those. So if you're out there, you're a writer, you'd like to submit something, go ahead and just go to our Facebook page, Man Up. Just let us know. We have some awesome fellows here, and we may just choose yours to go ahead and review. And that's going to be something coming up. What we do with this, and we have an open door policy, and who walks through? Kyle Trahan, our deacon, and the professor, Robert Koshu. So, hey, guys. Oh, yeah. And yeah. We got to so, together. We got everybody. everybody's, here. Yeah. everybody's here. Yeah, Everybody's here. So we, we're either having a test or it's the last day of school. So that's why we're all here. Yeah. <clears throat> but we do have a great panel. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, introduce the fellas and... Uh, Coming in last, so I'll start with him first. He is a world-class trainer. We call him the professor. I should probably start calling him doctor, but it's Robert Koshu is here. <clears throat> also, next to last, coming in, it is he is a deacon. He's also a salesman. He handles insurance. So it's kind of like risk management. Mr. Kyle Trahan is here and I was actually the third one here so I'm not really sure whether Mike showed up he first or Steve,
2: Steve just was the first
0: so uh, he's always teacher's pet too <laughs> yeah. looking for extra credit. Yeah. I'm right. apple! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I need an apple that you gave me <clears throat> but we have, uh, we use, he's an attorney uh, he's also a prosecutor, we call him the judge but uh, he just got back from a diving expedition, so I was going to call him Mike Nelson of Sea Hunt,
3: but uh, <laughs> that's an old one. You have to be old enough to explain that one. Very old. That's right. right.
0: That's, uh, he's the judge, Michael Cropper. And uh, we have a professional policy writer who actually happens to be a bit of a professional gambler, and that's Mr. Steve Titch, he's here as well. And my name is Bill Cox. I'm your, I'm your basic uh, writer, salesman, uh, host. So I typically just talk at the start because these guys are a couple levels above me and I let them kind of take over. We are in the Connect 360s. This is Triumphs and Troubles. Study of 2 Samuel is what we're doing on this one. 2 Samuel 8. And of course, it's about David and it's talking about his winning streak uh... and so as men just want to kind of go around and each of you probably have listened to more than one of our podcasts so you probably identify with one or more of these guys more closely than the other so that's why i like to not only tell you their names but also what they do And so that might give you an idea of something that you might have in common so you can identify with them. And what we're going to do, I'll just go around and have them give a summary of the lesson. But then also, next we'll go ahead and then we'll read the scripture and then have further discussion. So I want to go ahead and we'll start with uh, Mr. Steve Titch. Well, if Second Samuel
2: were a movie, this would be the montage sequence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is training yeah. well, the, the training, training scene. scene! Well, it's the training scene. It's yeah.
2: more of a victory scene. Right. Um, uh, victory lap. Okay, um,
4: I'll, I'll be, go with it's, it's Captain Marvel... Not Captain Marvel. Captain America. The Captain Avenger, America and the, the howling, howling, howling
2: Commandos. commandos yes, the, that's exactly what I was thinking <laughs> of. Uh, Steve,
3: uh, Steve, tell us a scripture reference if okay. to open. Okay. This is Second
2: Samuel chapter 8. eight. We may even discuss a little bit of ten, but the the, the text today is going to be for all of chapter eight. Uh, and yeah, it's it's really a a paragraph by paragraph summary of David. Uh, conquering his foes, conquering the historical foes of Egypt, the Philistines, the Moabites, uh, alliances, the Edomites, the Arameans, uh, and he does extend the empire, what has become now an, an Israelite empire, he, sends, he extends part of it to the Mediterranean, uh, and they had been landlocked under Saul, Uh, and the sphere of influence extends rather north into what is now Syria and south down to the Gulf of Aqaba. So he had uh, he not only had new territories that he was occupying, he had a lot of control now over trade routes and uh, it was the beginning of the, you might say, the, the height of the Israelite empire that would continue through Solomon. But that's that's what we'll 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 see. A lot of names here. I don't envy uh, whoever's going to read this passage.
5: I I, see, I going. Threw that. on Sunday <laughs> I threw <laughs> Bill under <laughs> <onto Bill laughs> the, the bus. T- hey, on Sundays, a lot of times we'll break up the scripture and you know, hey Mike, why don't you read one through you know nine or one through three or whatever. I just threw Bill under the bus since I was teaching on Sunday and said, Hey, Bill, this is a rough well, one. And so you, he does it, it so well, he's though, been through it. Okay. that that's I think your statement right. was, I just don't apologize when I mess up your name. That's right. Or that's the right.
0: name. I, I, I just tell him, he just I just rolls tell him rolls through ahead of it, time. Does <laughs> great. And, and Kyle, go ahead and uh, he, since you got the floor, continue on with uh, your summary or overview. You know, uh,
5: actually, Steve did a wonderful job. I, I love the trade route idea. Um, you know I had thought about it on Sunday but it was not brought out so I, I really look forward to that because you know, establishing the empire that he did that's such a critical piece because if somebody else
0: controls your route of getting the
5: supplies uh, you're in trouble
0: yeah you're dependent on them absolutely and hey that's a dude that's a man concept when we're what five minutes in that's awesome well, that's how we roll <laughs> that, that, and we do uh Mike Nelson, Judge C. Hunt. Thank you.
3: Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I, I was not here the last two lessons. You guys had a couple of great lessons. Uh, and uh, folks, if you don't know or happen to remember those, what uh, happens to me that uh, David, when he establishes a kingdom, uh, and defeats the the Philistines, immediately come up and fight with him, and he defeats them. They come up and fight with him again, and he defeats them again. And after that, he decides he wants to bring the Ark of the Covenant up to Jerusalem. He has, he has defeated the city of David, or, or, or he has taken over Hebron and made it the city of David, which they call Jerusalem then. And uh, the fact is, the Ark of the Covenant has, been, has not been in Israel, or, or at least in Jerusalem, the central portion of Israel, for probably 50 years. Before Saul became king, the Ark of the Covenant had been taken by the Philistines and it cursed the Philistines so bad they sent it back to Israel and it sat at a house, uh, I think, Kirith uh for a long, long time. And David, when he becomes king, he realizes it over and over again he says, God is my king, God is my leader, he is the leader of everything and he wants to bring up the Ark of the Covenant to the city of David where he is. And uh, that was one of the lessons, two lessons back. And then the last lesson, I think David wants to build a permanent temple for the Ark itself, right? Uh, when he brings up the Ark of the Covenant into the house, and, uh, pardon me, into the uh, the city of, of Jerusalem, it is in a tent, and in his heart is with the Lord so much that he wants to build a permanent residence for it. Now, the author of our book, which I'm sure you guys have mentioned so many times, Triumphs and Troubles, uh, and, and its Connects 360 series tells us the lesson we're about to look at may have occurred before, before the then. last lesson. Yeah. Right, right. we were talking yeah. about Which that in our class. It makes very, a lot of sense because what we're about to read, what we're all about to discuss, like, like Bill and Steve has said and, 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 and Kyle, is we're going to go through a list of uh, just amazing mm-hmm. victories David accomplishes with his troops and then it makes sense that after the, all these defeats, and, and it, again, if you read the read along with the, in the Scriptures, you'll understand this, along with all these defeats that He re, uh, renders on his, his enemies, it makes sense that God now brings peace to Him, and then He decides He wants to bring up the Ark of the Covenant. So, the author says that sometimes the lessons may be out of order, they're not necessarily in chronological order. Now... The thing I want to, want to say about today's lesson, which was just uh, look at that. And I, I, what I see, again, is that David is really not the king over Israel. God is the king. And you guys have mentioned that before in the past lessons.
1: Right.
3: He considers himself the commander of God's armies. And you'll see this in the lesson that we're about to look at. Because he takes and brings all the plunder to God which is what a good leader or commander of an army will do. Joe uh, for instance, did that for David. But anyway, that's fascin- it's fascinating to me, the, uh, and we're going to be talking about all that. So,
0: Excellent. Professor.
4: So I, I'm glad Steve threw the montage out because I was sitting there thinking, this is the hit parade. <laughs> right? uh, this is David's hit parade. You know, the montage is an even better analogy, especially for guys that have watched war movies and stuff. You know, and this is, yeah, I'm looking at a map. Basically, this is David taking a small little kingdom and making it very big. Yeah. He doubled the size of the kingdom through these conquests. Yeah. You know, and then he set apart, and, and part of what he did is part of that is he defeated enemies who had plagued them throughout the years. And established the trade routes. He he this is, for lack of a better term, this is a guy. Taking care of business so that he can move forward with what God's plan is. Agreed. All
5: right, before we move on, I've got a question. I don't know this one, and we've got a bunch of cool scholars in here. Um, David's, you know, I was looking at your map, upside down, of course, from where I'm sitting, but David's empire that he got versus Roman empire, how does that match up?
4: Um, this, this was, was one little of, of the Roman Empire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. However, and, and, and uh,
5: multiply right. David it by was, what to get the it Roman was, Empire? Oh, yeah, it oh, would we'll be huge okay. because yeah, because yeah, essentially,
2: right. but uh, still, Egypt was really had the most power. Um, however, looking at the, the the area that is now the Middle East was pretty fractured. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, passing between hands. That's in, in some ways why there was always these battles. Um, and I think Israel held, probably looking at the map, by, by this time in David's reign, had the most territory of any and of anybody, those other clans knows. around there. The
0: Philistines. And, and that they things, ever had. And, and yes. More than more they ever had or ever will. And
2: it really, they, they were not going to get challenged until the Assyrians. Um, and then they, then for the empire split, the Israel kingdom splits, which it creates problems in and of itself, but it's, it's not until the Assyrians. You can like see your whole, and we can't do it here, but you can see your whole age of empires play out um, in, this, in Middle East history, because you can see Egypt, uh, which is very, very strong in terms, of, in terms of both population empire, it uh, never quite occupied this territory, but it goes It goes from Assyria to Persia to Greece to Rome. Uh, and each time it gets bigger and bigger.
3: There's an <laughs> irony lesson. in this because, Thank you. The, Thank you. because the Lord picks a small country for by mm-hmm. Messiah. Oh, you have and that? His saving grace in for the oh. yeah, world. They're there. looking at a map here, folks, yeah. in case you all wonder what they're it doing. Robert's <laughs> showing uh, Kyle's map. Uh, my, my comment is that, that uh, And they're going to take a picture now, folks. If you can't hear it, it's an iPhone.
0: Not the old school, you know. It will be posted on our Facebook page, though. There you go.
3: Anyway, uh, folks, the the irony of God did not choose the Roman Empire to produce Christ or the Messiah. Or neither did he choose the United States to provide the the Messiah for the world. He chose a very small country. And uh, so it's... It's, it's ironical. All right, and
0: with that, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and read. It's Second Samuel 8, and I just want to apologize ahead of time that, uh, you, know, I, you know, I joke about the fact that we do one-minute show prep. I actually did about three today, and I read it again, and I still didn't get any better with the, uh, with the names. So just focus on the relationships, and I'm going to go ahead, and I'll read Second Samuel 8. In the course of time, David defeated the Philistines and subdued them, and he took Methag Amma from the control of the Philistines. David also defeated the Moabites. He made them lie down on the ground and measured them off with a length of cord. Every two lengths of them were put to death, and the third length was allowed to live. So the Moabites became subject to David and brought tribute. Moreover, David fought Hadazazer, son of Rehab, king of Zobad, when he went to restore his control along the Euphrates River. David captured a thousand of his chariots, seven thousand charioteers, and twenty thousand foot soldiers. He hamstrung all but a hundred of the chariot horses. When the Arameans of Damascus came to help Hedadazer, king of Zobad, David struck down 22,000 of them he put garrisons in the Aramean (coughs) kingdom of Damascus and the Arameans became subject to him and brought tribute the Lord gave David victory wherever he went David took the gold shields that belonged to the officers of Hadadezer and brought them to Jerusalem from Teba to Berothi, towns that belonged to Hadadezer, King David took a great quantity of bronze. When Toh King of Hama heard that David had defeated the entire army of Hadadezer, he sent his son Joram to King David to greet him and congratulate him on his victory in battle over Hadadezer, who had been at war with Toh. Joram brought with him articles of silver and gold and bronze. King David dedicated these articles to the Lord as he had done with the silver and gold from all the nations he had subdued, Edom and Moab, the Ammonites and the Philistines and Amalek. He also dedicated the plunder taken from Hadadazar, son of Rehob, king of Zobath. And David became famous after he returned from striking down 18,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. He put garrisons throughout Edom, and all the Edomites became subject to David. The Lord gave David victory wherever he went. David reigned over all of Israel, doing what was just and right for all his people. Joab, son of Zariah, was over the army. Jeshaphat, son of Enulad, was recorder. Zadok, son of Anatub, and Amalek, son of Abathar, were priests. Saraiah was secretary. Benaiah, son of Jerohiah, was over the Carathites and the Pelathites. And David's sons were royal advisers. I hope you were able to go along with that. Small <laughs> well, mouthful. Pretty cool. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you good know, good uh, job, Delhi. Th- <laughs> oh man. One thing that really struck me and I, I can't I can't uh, take credit for this, but Kyle brought this up in class. Every two lengths of cord he measured them off with lengths of cords, the moabites, and put the every two lengths of them were put to death and the third length was allowed to live. Now you know if you were in line you you're, you're seeing that happen to the other people down, you know you know you're just you're shimmying over, man. Please, please, please be the third link. Please be the one third line.
3: It's easy to use a line to do it. Why not just count out? One, two, three. three. Well, <laughs> well I,
5: I use the reference that in class of so the one, two, that, three. three. Well, yeah. and, hey, you know, buddy. hey buddy,
3: hey, why, why don't you take my spot on line? You can cut.
0: Well, I are, right.
3: no hey, but no hey, no hey, no hey, no hey,
0: no you see, it was length of cord, so okay, you, you see, hey, get the fat guy. Get the
3: fat guy between
0: me, man. <laughs> yes. He'll take up one and two lengths. Now <laughs> I'm third, <laughs> baby.
4: I, and and, and I, I just want to touch on that for a moment because when we read about it and, and put it into day sensibilities, which, which this is a real problem I have with a lot of people, they try to put. Today's thoughts, oh, sensibilities, absolutely to, into yes. this. Yes, right. And and they're like, oh my God, that was horrible. And look at that. And God's guy, he did. Oh my God, then that means Christianity must be, no. This was actually because if if it had been anybody but David, it wouldn't have been, been worse. It would have been everybody. That's right. <laughs> and
2: yeah. and um. Well, this is, this, these, these were armies. This, this, he was destroying armies. Yes. And right. which, I mean, well, l- let, me, let me follow right. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Because this is really good. This is not, we are not looking at David and regarding these conquests as what makes this lesson important. Right. This, this is not what we're emulating about David. David was a general. And now if you want to get into military tactics, I'll take it up to the 20th century. Mm-hmm. And Dunkirk. Oh yeah. Anybody looking at Dunkirk said, under the rules of engagement, the German, the Germans could have wiped out the British army, the, the English British army, right there, right. and and that would have been part of the war. They did. I mean, that we you know all the history. Nonetheless, these were these were armies he was destroying. Um, I know that in the Bible there are other stories where where civilians are put to the sword. Right. But it seems, and we discussed this a little in our class. It seems that a lot of these uh, other um, populations were tolerated. Where they they just came under the uh, the control of of David. Gotta have people to tax, though. Yes, and I'm sure I'm sure they were taxed. But we don't we don't necessarily see that that they were all that, well, that the civilians or the population well, John didn't were, tell them were put to, to wipe them everyone out yes. like he did to yeah. Saul yes. and Saul <laughs> didn't comply. Yes. yes, right. Um, and, but, but but getting back to what I'm saying, but yeah. it's, this is not this is not there there are are I mean there are we had almost an example of this week, but I'm not going to go into it. This does not mean this does not mean we are to go out and and and, and kill everybody an who's not a Christian. Right. right that yeah, that somehow the, the and and so let's get that out of the way and <laughs> and talk about what really what the what the better the lessons of leadership that come out of this Oh yeah and, and, and
4: what you're saying
2: here is and, and this
4: is just you know my my one of my main leadership things here is it's a guy who's following God's will following God's mm-hmm. law and he is taking care of bill bill you like the sing, we've hit this a few times already mm-hmm. in this lesson that the last stage of a man's life is legacy. Absolutely. This is David setting up a legacy because if you go back and read the Judges, these are all the armies that have plagued Israel throughout their existence until this time. He basically sets it up to where from Solomon through... At least three or four generations, Israel, Judah, because it does split after that, doesn't really have any military issues for a couple of hundred years. You know, that that David did such a good job assembling everybody, it really took the Assyrian Empire Mm -hmm. rising up, followed by the Babylonian Empire rising up, to take Israel out.
0: Well, and also to bring this to a man's life, David punished those armies enough to where the people gave tribute to David and recognized him as law. How many times do you see people, or even in, like, it's got combat, but it's a work situation and it's politics, but someone lets someone off, and because of that, letting that person off, down the road that person comes back and takes them out. Yep. The thing about this with David, as far as a man lesson goes to me, if you are going to fight, do it. If that's if if, if that's the way it's got to be, don't. Yeah, that's right. Don't don't hold back. And and he didn't, you know, and he felt that he was given divine providence by the Lord.
3: You also brought this up before when we studied Saul. He also watched Saul because he lived in his household. (laughs) And he saw when Saul did not follow the Lord's leadership Mm -hmm. like he was supposed to. So we had... Also, the good leadership and the results of what would happen if he didn't obey the Lord, I believe.
0: I think that's a really good point because yeah, you can yeah. you can learn as much mm-hmm. from a bad leader as you can Absolutely. from a good yeah. leader. Oh yeah, learn mm-hmm. by their mistakes, right? You know, but
5: you know, building an empire, you know, is way different. Uh, Robert, you said you know we, most of us can't even fathom the difference of what we have been experienced today. We live in the USA. You know, there's no building of empire. Our empire was done years ago, you know, so to speak, and it basically stretched to the borders we have today, and there you go, we stopped trying to conquer. You know, back in that day, it was much different, and you know, some of it, you, uh, you kill enough people, you're gonna turn the rest into sheep. Right, David was a shepherd, <clears throat> right, you know, and they will. I mean, you you heard a man in front of the whole crowd, or uh, what? David uh, in Sunday school was talking about his dad because we had Father's Day just oh, recently. right, right, right. And his his father maybe. was in World War II, and uh, was in a was a prisoner a
0: prisoner somewhere, of war. exactly, somewhere in, in yeah, a German right.
5: concentration camp or whatever. And he said, you know, that he his father had told him at one point that he remembered, you know, the German guys just walking up. And some guy talked talk back, and they just, pop! Just shot him. Just shot him. Dropped him to the ground. Everybody else is going to
0: shut up, stand in line. I don't want to be next. And he and David said that because of that, it changed his father for the rest of his life. His father never shared uh, feelings or anything yeah. because of that experience. Yeah, I remember but you, that. You'll turn people into sheep by
5: doing stuff like that. and <laughs> You know, so you, for the Moabites, you kill two out of three. Well, what's that third one going to do? He's going to go home and be so scared, and the PTSD from that one day will transform the rest of his family, his neighbors, and everyone else that witnesses him coming home.
2: It, but we have, oh, we'll, we'll talk about this, I mean, and I think you're right, I, I can't argue with that. Um, however after the dust settles we read that David as a king sought justice and fairness he yes. he, he, he seems to align his kingdom with a higher law which was really different from Everyone. what was done where where you were Everyone. king you were the law he um <laughs> he he at least acknowledged, if he doesn't then always follow it, he acknowledged he answered to a higher authority. Uh, and he tries to do that, and, and, and evidently it's, it's recorded here that at least he was basing it on that.
0: And we're getting ready for our hard break, and we're going to come back and uh, talk about David and his impressive winning streak. In just a moment, this is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 109. We'll be right back.
1: You are listening to the Man Up Podcast, spiritual oasis for men. Just like any muscle, we feel the faith muscle must be exercised. And here we do it real authentic, the Man Up way. Not pastors, just regular guys, each on a unique spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. Deep questions and discussions you won't hear anywhere else, especially in today's climate. Missed an episode? They are archived, free for you to select on SoundCloud.
0: Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys. But we're going through and finding out man lessons, getting the, getting the man spin on it. And we're talking about David. We're in Second Samuel uh, chapter 8, and we're talking about David and this impressive winning streak and, and leadership and what we can learn from that. And, uh, and Steve, go ahead and continue on with well, that topic before it break.
2: There's this whole idea of, of we can see some examples of good leadership uh, that that I pulled out. One of is one of it is that he uh, David acknowledged that he was he was still a servant of God. Uh, he was he was not the be all and end all of his people. Uh, he um, we see throughout this and and throughout the stories we we've, we've had up to now. Uh, he's he's. Uh, willing to listen to his advisors. Uh, he does not doesn't seem to have at least at this point yes men all around him. Uh, we saw last week Nathan at first went along with the temple idea but then Nathan had had a revelation and said I don't think God wants you to do this David and God, and David listened to it. And he and he listened well enough that he he got his own revelation from God about about the, the the physical temple didn't matter compared to what David was going to be uh, the the founder of. Uh, he uh, we, we read about his administration. He set up he set up a, what, what what we know today maybe as a cabinet, but he, he set up a, a board of advisors, uh, people um, that it's hard it isn't it isn't in the text, but we can assume he trusted. Uh, They're assume that's good, good, capable people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> And and, and uh, also, and, and one of the big things we see, and as men, this is a real big thing. We from, from this from, from the very start, David's willing to do what he asks of others. Oh he, yeah. Oh he, absolutely. He, he had not only you know he he fought in the field. Uh, he was he he led from the he led from the front, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's where a lot of respect came from. Uh, I agree That's with why that. I think he commanded the respect he did, and uh, and to, and also to be frank, he had he had gifts that Saul didn't have. Obviously, oh, yeah. he was a better administrator. Obviously, he was a better general, uh, a better tactician. Um, he, he, we were talking about this. He organized the largest empire of its time in there, and that's 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 pioneering. He's not just he's not just overseeing a, a hundred square mile area uh, where Lewis you know the Philistines, are, yeah. whatever, or, or from here to the Red Sea. He's he's overseeing a big area. Uh, so he, we, we see he's an administrator. He's a general. He seeks, but he—he's oh, always seeking the Lord. Right. He's—he's he's, he's still that man after God's heart. And uh, so, there—there there are some of the things that I, I pulled
0: out. Um, a couple of things. A couple of things that, yeah, of things yeah, that I, I was thinking.
4: To me, he's. This is. This is placed here almost as. A segue into what we're going to go to next because we get the man after God's own heart and then it's kind of a by the way, here was what David did. Here's what he accomplished. Here's what he engaged in for to build God's kingdom and to build his, and, and you, you have to think when you think about when when people say building the kingdom of Israel in this context, they literally are seeing, building God's kingdom has been paralleled with Mm -hmm. that. So this is establishing in the Israeli Jewish mind God's kingdom in the world by expanding this. They're going to get the capability to build the temple, to spread Yahweh worship to everyone, you know, and... It,
1: well, a afterwards, and it was all done without
5: technology of today, right? Yeah, <laughs> which is what really blows mm-hmm. my mind. I mean, you know, we're we're so reliant on this junk mm-hmm. that we, you know, call our phones and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. They did all this stuff with all that administration and all of everything without the conveniences this, this of the modern the technology. Is- uh,
0: yeah. Well, you know, the thing about it is, to me, mm-hmm. is that. <laughs> Typically, if you're a manager, I mean, as far as taking a take the man point of view, if you're a manager, you're typically fairly paranoid about what your, uh, your people are doing. So, the people, right, the people that you are trusting to do something, you have to be paranoid because they represent you, okay? David, because he was virtuous, people willingly followed him. And he put, he put trusted people in positions of authority. And he was after God's own heart. So I think that he had a basic belief in the goodness of people, to trust them, to trust those people. And because from like what Steve said before, he led from the front. So he had all the respect, and they knew that he was after God's own heart. It wasn't hard for good people to follow him.
3: Well, you, you can't imagine how, when, when he lays out and takes the lives of two out of three people uh, of the uh, armies, that his own people didn't notice that. Oh,
0: oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, re- that reminds me of a Band of Brothers, uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Spears. <laughs> yes, yes. Well yeah.
4: and, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna jump a little bit on your back leg. Yeah. So managers are paranoid about their people doing this stuff. Leaders put people in place to get the job done and, and let them do it. And let them do it. And in addition to that, I'm gonna pull a Ronald Reagan quote out. Ronald Reagan said, It is amazing what you can accomplish if you don't care who gets the credit. And really David that is awesome David emphasizes that here yes, he doesn't yes. really date everybody knows David is in charge but David doesn't care Joab go take care of that for me
0: right <laughs> yeah. Right. And okay. that's good point good point
4: you know when leaders really lead and you see this with David when leaders really lead they don't care who gets the credit they, they their job is to paint a strategic vision point people in the right direction, and then get out of the way and let the good people do their job.
5: Well, and David led in that front as well by giving yes. glory to God, and I mean, you know, again, a mild day today reference of, you know, sports figures, you know, you hit that grand slam and the guy points to, you yep. know, points to the sky, giving credit to God, or uh, Tim Tebow, you know, take that Neil, a very uh, prominent Christian man in sports, you know. Um, you know but they're giving the tribute and David did that and to try and show even as the king this is what I do and try to give them you know by example which is the best form of a leader
0: excellent
4: mm-hmm. doing that so that mm-hmm. i mean it, and as we move forward we're going to start to see I'm i I'm, I'm gonna I've been harping on this bandwagon since we started this, and I'm gonna tell our listeners now. Listen next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: yeah. th- this is gonna be man, Well, a it's man, so it's right? so
4: man.
5: It's a true I even, <laughs> man. I haven't even looked forward to see exactly what this. Could oh be. man!
4: <laughs> I, I, I
5: already pretty much knew. <laughs> you know, but uh,
4: it is going to be the and, and you have to put.
0: Um. The
4: lessons we've had prior to sure this enough. and that lesson in context together. Right. To truly understand how much it's going to affect things moving forward.
0: Well, the and the thing about it is, like you've alluded to, is that as men, we're kind of like an onion. We oh, each yeah. have layers. And the nice thing about this is that we're getting to peel back the layers of David and get to discuss that and bring it up to ourselves and what it represents and the lessons it represents for us, which is awesome.
3: David is rather spontaneous. He's charismatic, as you all know. He's very aggressive, Uh I remember back when he was running from Saul and also when he met, I think, Laban and uh, his his second wife, uh, Abigail, is that right? Abigail, I remember uh, he and his men, this is prior to becoming king, he's out in the country and his men, about 600 men, are, are kind of staying in the fields of a very, very wealthy man and the man has a lot of sheep, a lot of cattle. And back then, if if you somewhat watched over a person's property or or, or we could say empire at this point or whatever, uh, you you kind of expected them to to give you some food because David's men needed it, and David was back there watching over. Uh, he and his men were watching over this field of this large land, this landowner who had a lot of property, a lot of animals, and. Uh, David sent his men in to get some, a couple sheep, a couple of lambs, that he and his men could eat, uh, could roast and eat, because they were, they were probably lacking food. And when the men got to this, uh, this house, of, I, I, once again I want to say Laban, his wife was named Abigail, she's very beautiful. And uh, Laban says, who is, who is David? Who is David? And he insulted his men. Now David was not with them, but he insulted his men and the men went back to David and David immediately grew angry and he was going to go kill the guy and every every person in his house, he took a lot of his, his men back in and headed for the house and God interceded and Abigail learned about the decision by her husband to, uh, to insult David uh, thinking that he was being very very intelligent, and he wasn't. He was about to get his house slaughtered in his household. Uh, and Abigail went out and made him and took lambs and food for David and his men and interceded. So I guess what I'm saying, David can be spontaneous still. And we gonna, and you address that lesson next week
1: so right. about and what's going to
3: happen. So he's not beyond no. sin. No, oh, he's sin.
4: David is... And, and we talked about this a few times. David is a renaissance man in every form and fashion. Uh, I mean, the, David has everything you would ever want. He's a great leader. Yeah. He is a man after God's own heart. I mean, that was God's word toward him. You're a man after my own heart. He was a great warrior because you don't get mighty men to follow you Unless you were a great warrior back then, especially. It, it wasn't like daddy bought you in the army like it could have been during the American Civil War. You, you rose through the ranks because you were the top dog and knew what you were doing.
0: He was a writer, though, too.
4: It, but was I, I was looking to get that. He, oh, he was more than a writer, <laughs> and a musician. He was a yeah. musician,
0: yeah. Yeah. a yeah. poet, yeah. The writer. Right. Was a writer. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I, I, it, it, so you get the impetuousness, you get the planning. That we saw here, I mean, this was not a, oh, let's go do this. This was a, when I read through this, this was a well-thought-out strategic military plan to secure the borders of Israel mm-hmm. away from attack. Now that I've done that, now I'm going to bring the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. He's looking around, what was the next thing? I'm going to build the temple. Nathan tells, oh, wait, 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 mm-hmm. wait. You know, this was a man who had a very strategic Long-term plan that he was working through to go through and take care of for his for God's glory because you saw this several times that he mentioned this is all for God's glory and yet he is also an impetuous man he's a sinful man he he has a temper on him I, I'll go so far as to say
3: as he gets older he his so temper gets worse. It's yeah. interesting you well, said yes, that. Is... you remember that. Yeah. We don't like to say that, but the Lord has a temper too, and the Israelites stretched it many times. Oh, oh didn't yeah. He?
2: I, I, will try, I will try to remember this next week because it's interesting what you said because we do see yeah. him build. We see David really build something here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, really build something. He does it. He finishes. <laughs> and then he gets bored. <laughs> You were thinking, oh, no, <laughs> dude. Yeah, that is I was
5: waiting for you thing. to finish to say that exact thing. He,
1: that he
5: did we're all this conquest, way. and I know. He, he did all the conquest. Yeah. And if our timeline is out yes. of order or whatever, but, he, but it's there. You know, I mean, then then he wants to do the the temple, and he gets told no, <laughs> and he gets bored, and then he's like, well. All right, well, my my chiefs are telling me not to go back out in the field. David, you've done all this. You, you have what You're we valuable. need. Yeah, You're go valuable. Go Let's keep you in the castle. And he's sitting there twiddling his thumbs, playing racquetball, and then going... Ooh, there's maybe a I'll go up to the room. maybe I'll go up to the roof. Maybe I'll go up
2: to the roof.
1: Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, all right. That's, that's, that's a tease for Best podcast
0: one ten, and with that, we're going to go ahead and go around and get the summaries from all the fellas. And and <clears throat> if you didn't catch it, I mean, some of you are probably fairly young, and some of you might be women out there. My Mike Nelson, Sea Hunt. Well, Michael Cropper just got back from diving in the Great Barrier Reef and you Ooh, made it back man. alive man. Awesome, awesome. man. Awesome. man.
3: Awesome. It was cold. Don't go over there in winter. It's winter over there. It's yeah. winter, over there. It's winter is down cold. under. That's
4: <laughs> that is awesome. A, that is a bucket list trip. That is,
0: <laughs> yes. that, that that really that is awesome though. Yeah. So go ahead and give us uh, your summary of this lesson and, and, right. and, and any takeaways that you have.
3: Yeah, I think uh, Steve rounded this up so well, or, or summarizes so well. He says, "This is probably the epitome of David's career, right?" Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, would, is, I would agree right? with that. When he
5: looks back, this is the good old days. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yeah. This yeah, is I would, I, would, I would
0: agree with that.
3: His empire, like Bill mm-hmm. calls it, uh, and we see the very, very greatness that God has inst- instowed upon him and bestowed upon him in his serving the Lord and again I want to emphasize to me what it looks like to me is he keeps God in the place he that Saul did not keep him and namely that God is really king over Israel and David is just a commander or a leader or his vessel and uh, and that relationship God so appreciates and gives him victory at every turn and it's a great story great
0: great of Excellent, excellent Deacon Kyle I think
5: the teaser for the next week's thing is, uh, you know, I, I think going forward he gets a little laxed, as we just said a minute ago. You know, he gets a little bored and he loses his focus. And when like that t- doesn't happen to
0: us. Mm-hmm. It exactly. Happens. Yeah, right. Oh, exactly. Right. We're, we're all human. Yeah. So
5: when you take your eyes off Christ and you stop paying attention and you get a little comfortable where you're at, it's easy to make mistakes. It's easy to not continue to go and say, is this the right thing, Lord? Yeah. Right. Or go out on your own as we see,
2: or shall see.
0: Right, right. Steve Titch.
2: When God is for you, who can be against you? <laughs> it's kind of what, what happens right. here. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, Nailed but, that, it's uh, a lesson for sure. Uh, and, uh, again very uh, uh the idea of being a good leader there is there are biblical models and it's somewhat mythical that you know you can't be a you, you can't be a good leader and be a Christian or you can't be a dynamic leader and be a Christian or a decisive leader and be a Christian that's just stereotyping uh it's it's all here and it's modeled by David, and it is written, approvingly in Scripture, not necessarily the, the the wiping out of everybody, but the leadership skills that are demonstrated. Uh, so yeah, well, and and it's too bad, it, it too bad, it doesn't end here. Uh, would like oh, to yeah, say, yeah, would yeah, like David out lived, out on the, on the lived happily them. ever
0: after, <laughs> like, you know, right, his kingdom. Sure. And,
4: he mm-hmm. still did though. He he still did. Could uh,
0: have been better. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. it, it could mm-hmm. have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Could Professor, have, go ahead and continue uh, on with your takeaway. It, it
4: is it, everything Steve said. David is David is probably my favorite Old Testament character because there's so much, as Bill said, he's an onion man. We could peel layers all day on, on David. And so many things we can talk about. And doing compare contrast between what we have now and what we're going to see in the next two weeks and then really continuing on because three. there is significant consequences.
5: Yeah, well there's a right. part two to this. Oh yeah, the, well there's big the, time two the, part
4: twos. Uh, the there's the like part two, three, part four, five, all the way through.
5: Yeah, a, a, part yeah. two too. So uh, <laughs>
4: so I want to spend real quick, uh, welcome one of our new listeners, Kelsey Butts from Crosslink Publishing. New awesome. new. Awesome. Um, so I want to welcome her to the, to the Man Up podcast listening audience. Um, Other thing uh, I want to remind everybody to visit us on the website, www.manupspiritualoasis.com. From there, you can get to our SoundCloud account with all of our podcasts archived out there, our Twitter account, and our Facebook feed. Get to everything from there, and unfortunately, you can also see what we look like. By the way, we're going to have some new photos posted soon.
0: Oh, sweet, and you get a basic bio, so find out a little bit about us. Find out a little bit more about us. Uh, and my own summary is this uh, the, I, I agree with, with all of you guys but Steve's kind of the winner today because uh, I mean the the leadership, <laughs> the leadership qualities though that, that David showed to me are is that he dedicated his conquests to the Lord people obviously saw it he also had quality people that he put in place. And it seemed like he believed in them. And there's so many times that when you're a manager or you're being managed, that manager manages from paranoia as opposed with believing in the goodness of Mm -hmm. the effort that you're going to put in and the results that you put out. And sometimes it's hard to follow managers that don't have virtue or aren't good people and those are those are some valuable lessons for for me to go ahead and take away we're so glad that you uh, chose to tune in this is man up spiritual license for men we're not pastors we're just regular guys but we believe that this faith journey is better when we get to dive into it with each other and apply it to our own lives I want to invite each and every one of you to not only visit our uh, Facebook page, this is man-up, and also our website. If you have any questions, you can just post it there, and then we'll go ahead and we'll answer them at the podcast. We want to encourage you, though, to find a local Bible-based church. And why local? So you'll go. And when you go, go to a Sunday school, a small Adult Bible fellowship, so you can dig in the Word and discuss it and apply it, and find one that's just men only. And if there isn't one, scar one. This is Man Up. Good, bless him. You've been listening to Man Up.
1: You want and I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.
0: Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were a man, I was five years ago. I'd take a flamethrower to this place you can contact us on Facebook under man up post questions and we'll answer them right here on the man up podcast.